0: Welcome to the Greyhound Girl podcast with your host, Dimity Ma, proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or visit their website at greyhoundpp.com.au. We hope that you enjoy this episode and thanks to everyone for your support in promoting our wonderful industry.
1: This is going to work. Yep, cool. All right, so, um, yeah, I mean, where else can I start, obviously, than your um, amazing start to your ownership um, venture, I suppose I would call it. Tell me a little bit about how you got um, involved in getting Pepper and, yeah, have you um, come down from cloud nine yet after winning that final?
0: Well, it's it was such a weird final because... Um, it's, it's probably all over the socials, the Greyhound Recorder as well, but straight after you we went past the post, there was a little bit of an incident there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you go from being on cloud nine, jumping up and down and celebrating, to all of a sudden being scared and worried, all in the space of, like, two seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, it was the scariest thing to be on track to see. But I think being an owner, I've watched races quite a few times without owning a greyhound and you see it happen very rarely but occasionally and you just go, oh, I really hope that greyhound's okay. But when it happens to your own, you get so worried and you run there and you panic and you just hope they're okay and so it's a completely different feeling but I just have to say I'm so Proud of how you know Greyhound's Stewie handled every handled everything and the way they went about it, and also you know Pepper did such an amazing job. I'm really proud of him. That was only his second run ever, and I feel so blessed, really, because I've jumped in with a great group of owners. First Greyhound ever, first feature <laughs> final, first trophy only on the <laughs> second race. And I just feel like, wow, how, how lucky is that? And yep. so Peppa's just an amazing boy, and, yeah, are I'm really grateful to have him.
1: How um, How's he doing now?
0: He's good, actually. So we stayed with him around the back. All of us were huddling around behind the bedroom, <laughs> waiting yep. and waiting and, you know, peeking through the blinds to see how <laughs> he was going, um, as you do. And, yeah, they said he was all good. He just needed to come out, have a bit of a rest. So yep. the stewards want him to trial as well, which is fair, yep. before he starts racing again. But we have a little Pepper group chat on Facebook. And Kira and Steve are really good. They sent updates of Pepper, videos and pictures. And, yeah, there was a video that was sent to us yesterday. And he was wagging his tail Aww. and, <laughs> you know, he was eating. And he yep. just seemed like himself again. So that was a nice, yeah, it was a nice to receive and it was such a huge
1: relief yep and speaking of steve and kira i mean absolutely cleaned up at the australian greyhound awards the other night which um yeah i don't think was any massive surprise but i mean being involved with them and you know just what tommy and they have done for greyhound racing in western australia like everybody over here you know just talks about him and raves over him i mean being over there and being associated with them must just be amazing
0: yeah so i i met obviously actually funny funny story Steve Withers was the very very first trainer I ever met in Greyhound Racing and I saw him with Tommy for the first time and I said you guys you know I love Tommy and then I met the owners on the same night as well which just happened to be a night that Tommy was racing and they were so lovely such lovely people really down to earth and this was before Tommy even became a superstar this was one of his first races yep. and now I'm in a greyhound with them and I've got to spend time with them and it's not just in front of the cameras or it wasn't before Tommy you know now when they've got all this fame they're still such humble people the trainers the owners
1: and always willing
0: to help promote the industry but not only that they I mean they've put they've put us on the map here in WA and yep. yeah we're all really proud
1: yep how um what <clears throat> I saw a couple of months well I think it was a couple of months ago when they brought tommy trackside and you know um they've raised so much money for charity and that sort of thing he must just and i know what it was like you know having him at um the easter egg final and you know the aura that was around him i could only imagine he's just got like a massive following and you know he'd be a greyhound sort of groupie over there (laughs) yeah yeah, and it's funny because
0: it's outside of the greyhound industry as well we did a photo shoot a couple of months ago now with one of the west coast eagles players and he was just told yep rock up we're going to get a photo with a greyhound (laughs) it's sort of promote because he's like a west australian speed star and obviously tommy is one of the speediest greyhounds so (laughs) we thought it was fitting and then when tommy rocked up he goes which wait wait is this Tommy Shelby? And he was almost <laughs> starstruck, you know, and it's funny because he's the AFL player yep. and then there's this Greyhound rock up, and he was like, oh, my gosh, is that Tommy Shelby? And he got so excited. <laughs> um, so it just goes to show that Tommy's made a huge name for himself, not only in the racing industry but also outside of.
1: Yep. Now you've um, you're obviously, you know, we, we see your lovely face um at well, I saw you fall off Tommy's side the other day. I was like, Oh god tried, I'm I sorry right. <laughs> So tell me about um tell me about your, your background and how um how you got into Greyhound racing and more specifically into the role that you're doing now for Greyhounds WA.
0: So I initially started as an announcer on CAB Radio, which is still what I do and I love it, yep. and I was on the night shifts quite often. Most of the time I would be doing the Friday-Saturday night shift, which would mean I was covering the feature races at Mandra as well as at Cannington, and my family actually has a background in thoroughbred racing. My dad owns and we pre-trained some horses for Amelia Park racing. So he is heavily involved in the thoroughbred industry, and I grew up around horses, but funnily enough, I'm actually allergic to horses. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank goodness I'm not allergic to dogs. But (laughs) what actually happened was I thought, well, I've been around the horses, and I really, as soon as I started watching the Greyhounds, I really took to it and thought, I really want to learn more about this. So I'd go on track if I ever had a Saturday night off and see Peter O'Neill and he'd take me up to the caller's box <laughs> and then I would chat to some of the stewards and the people involved and they would teach me how to read the race book and I just loved it and I think it's people ask me why dogs are not horses because your dad's involved in the thoroughbreds and I just, it's almost hard to explain and I think, Dimini, you'd understand this. It's just a feeling you get when you're on the track. You just love them and yep. it's almost like you can't explain the passion. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I just feel that way about the dogs. And so as soon as I started getting involved, James Broadhurst, who works for Greyhounds WA, spoke to me and said, hey, would you be interested in coming on a Greyhound show with us? It's just a radio show we do every Thursday. It's, you know, just chatting about dogs and a bit of form if you're interested. So I started there. And then, yeah, I just just evolved I suppose from doing that to on-camera stuff and doing Greyhound Gossip with Peter and on a Monday on TAV radio so I love it and it's so fun so I'm really lucky to have a job that I go
1: to every day that i love no that's awesome and you know one thing i've I've noticed that you guys do extremely well over there is um you know the the media and promotion side of it and i just love how you know you video the presentations of big races you pop the videos up the interviews with the trainers and then getting the kids out there on the dais i just think that's so good i'm like why don't they do that everywhere it's awesome yeah the kids love it and every time we go on track without fail They'll go
0: to the boxes, especially the 521s, and they will try and race the greyhounds. And, you know, I I mean, um, we have yet to see a child outrun the dogs, but Peter O'Neill, as soon as the green light's on, he goes, kids, you better start running because you're going to need the head start. And so, yeah, the kids really get involved in the industry and a lot of the trainers and owners who have kids also get involved. And we love to show that side of things because, it's just, it's one of those things that people don't really see in the yeah. industry. They only really see the races and the wins and the trophy presentations, but never the behind-the-scenes stuff.
1: Yep. Yeah. And Perth Cup night, I honestly think that you you were more excited than the actual winners of the race. I was like, <laughs> look how excited she is interviewing them. Like, you know, everyone says, you know, oh, being on track for group ones, and I, I know what it's like going to the Easter string and I've got no involvement with it whatsoever, but what was that like, you know, being on track, interviewing the winners, getting that sort of emotion from them post-race? Honestly, you know, you're the,
0: actually the first person to ask me this question. <laughs> uh, and I, I think back now you're asking me, and obviously this is not on camera, but I've got goosebumps because I think back to and I was so lucky I probably had one of the best seats in the house behind the boxes with the trainers yep. ready to interview who the winner was and you don't know who's going to win so you're watching the race intently and you don't have a specific person you're cheering for but you're just so happy because you're standing next to the owners and the trainers and they, you can feel almost the nerves and the energy and as soon as you know, Tigalong Chunk went across the line I looked at Corey and he just the emotion, you could feel it. You didn't have to say anything, and I went to interview him, and I could see he was almost lost for words, which you could, you know, see yep. in the interview as well.
1: Yep.
0: And I was so nervous <laughs> because I thought in that moment, wow, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm, it's, you know, Chigalong Tonkin gone. That was his tenth attempt at a Group One win, yep. and he had the win. Yes, yeah, so I think you really feel the emotion of the trainers, the owners, and you feel like you're a part of the journey with them. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a huge, huge honour, I yeah. felt, to be able to do that and to be able to be in that moment with him as soon as he found out that he'd won.
1: Yep. It's good to know that there's someone else like me. I tell you what, the million-dollar chase, <laughs> I was shaking like a leaf, and I'm like, why am I so nervous? I have got no association with any of these dogs, but it's just the hype of it and the moment you think, my God, someone's just about to win a million dollars it—you know for racing a dog like this is insane so yeah no it's just crazy where our you know or back in the days where our little sports gone to from you know prize money and that to million dollars and you know being broadcast on um you know free-to-air tv and that it's just it's just crazy but tell me um you know tell me sort of what your what your goals are you know do you want to own more dogs or you know what um, what's your ambitions going into the future so Everyone has messaged me. Multiple trainers, even
0: over east, over here, and they've gone. Leah, now you've got one. It's not. <laughs> not there. everyone yes. has said it. That's on, it. I don't know if I can handle it. The ex- <laughs> just the one. I remember when you did a qualifying trial, I was cheering, and everyone was like, yep. "Leah, you know this is not a race." I'm the same.
1: So, yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, don't, I truly don't know if I could handle having. Any more than one at the moment, (laughs) but you never know. You never know what could happen. I mean, Pepper has, it's already, I feel like it's already been a journey with him because it's not just the racing, it's the preparation from when he flew over and all the pre-training that has gone in, all the trials, the post-to-post trials, the qualifying trials. And so I feel like it's already been such a journey with him only, even though he's only just started racing. So in terms of ownership, Going to ride the wave and see how we go, get my potions in check, and then go from there.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a deep well. Welcome. That's all I can say. <laughs> Welcome to the well. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. And I mean, you know, well, hopefully, you know, when things start to open back up and that. You know, Perth Cup, you know, it's. I'd really love you guys to have, you know, another one or two group races over there just because I feel like, you know, and I've spoken to, you know, quite a few WA trainers and owners now and, you know, in terms of prize money, like paying prize money for fourth place and the quality of dogs and that over there, like Tommy's just proven that, you know, he came over here, raced against the best, beat the best, Um, you know, the sport over there is just going from strength to strength, isn't it? I think so. I think the industry, as you mentioned
0: just before, has really evolved from what it was. And I think a huge part of it is the education. I think people don't really realize what goes on behind the sport and what the sport's really about. And also the welfare of the greyhounds are massive. And I've been to a few kennels and you really get to know the trainers personally. And it really makes a huge difference. And I know that the industry here with Rawa and Greyhounds WA, the promotion, as well as, as you mentioned, their prize money and trying to support WA in the growth of the recognition side of things as well, because over East, it's massive, you know, you have a mil- the Million Dollar Chase and you've got the Phoenix upcoming as well, so yep. fingers you can get a WA Greyhounder over there to represent us and, yeah, put us even further up
1: on the map. <laughs> Hashtag Team Tommy, I'm sure we'll, um, we'll be there. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Oh, look, thank you so much for your time. Like, yeah, I, I love talking to people who, um, you know, sort of promote the sport from behind the scenes because I think, you know, just, I don't, not single anyone out, but I know Mick Floyd does an amazing job at Sandown and, you know, the footage from behind the boxes and all that sort of stuff, I just, especially when no one can be there at the moment, I think it's really, um, it's really important that we sort of, you know, ramp that up as much as possible and yourself and the team are doing a great job and, um yeah hopefully one day i can you know before i'm not too old <laughs> i can get over there and see yeah. us all and experience it so
0: yeah well i'd love to go over there as well i mean the races are massive so as soon as we're allowed to travel and the races are back on over east i'll definitely be making my way
1: yeah over there nice we can both be nervous together watching the million dollar chase
0: <laughs> i don't know if there are enough bleeps to be able to cover it sort of uh, What's the word? Bad language <laughs> that may coming out. But I really look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: No, thank you so much for your time. I'll just sorry. I'll just hit stop. Usually,
0: I... you've been listening to the Greyhound Girl podcasts with Dimity Mar. Proudly brought to you by Greyhound Performance Products. You can find them on Facebook or their website, greyhoundpp.com.au.